sexy nerds of the Nerd Imperium. Welcome to this week's episode of the Currently Nerdy Podcast. We are your inner conclave of nerdum. My name is Diz, and I am your pop culture and sports nerd. Ali? I am Ali, your classic nerd. And I'm V, I'm your comic book nerd. What's up, guys? You guys still living? Kind of. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, I'm glad. Yo, a bit of good news. Um, I know it's been like a really rough time for a lot of people, but some of the best news that I've, uh, I've heard recently... I want to give a shout out to one of my boys, Omid. Both of his parents got diagnosed with uh, COVID-19 recently. Mm. Um, and his dad was in the hospital over in Fairfax, Virginia um, on a breathing, not, in a, not on a ventilator, but they had them like on like a nasal breathing pack, whatever those things are called, mm-hmm. um, because his breathing wasn't doing too well. And like he was a little bit older and, you know, he was immu- uh, immunocompromised. Um, but I found out yesterday that he got released from the hospital. He's doing a lot better. He's back home now. Um, his mom is doing a lot better. Uh, she isolated herself in her room. So, like, you know, they, they can't really go and see her. But she's starting to do a lot better as well. So both of his parents, like, are, are, doing, are doing better now. And that's, that's been, like, really great news, especially in the light of, like, all the bad news we hear about COVID and all the deaths we hear. Like, mm-hmm. it, it was uh, the best thing I heard all day yesterday. Yeah. yeah, that is congratulations. Good. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so happy you, for you, man. I'm glad everyone's prayers worked out, and you know your parents are doing better. Sorry, I just <laughs> I I took it to that level, but no, it's good. We don't have enough positivity on this. Yeah. Podcast. Yeah, I actually am kind of stunned. I've never heard you. You said prayers work, good news, and like I come, I'm kind of going. Am I in the twilight zone? <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm kind of an asshole sometimes, but like. I mean, deep down, I'm a softy, but like, I, you know, like I was really worried, you know, like I, I never want to see like my friends have to deal with that stuff. And for him, I'm sure like he was stressed out every single day, you know, and like, it's, it's a sigh of relief to know that like, he's not worried right now. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, like with everything bad that's going on, like, it's just, it's great to hear. Um, But, you know. I don't. I don't even know where to go from there. (laughs) (laughs) Other than that, hey, there is sometimes good news in these most darkest of hours. And the other good news is this: it seems like, while in no way, shape, or form is this is this pandemic slowing down, uh, it looks like uh, some of the states and cities might start reopening opening up soon. So I don't know if that's good news, or if that's the light at the end of the tunnel, or if that's like the train coming barreling down without you having any capacity to stop it. I don't know which one it is, but it's news. Yeah. Well, in California, they're like opening up some small businesses mm. again. Um, I think they're doing that like sometime this week. Uh, like bookstores, toy stores. Um, I forgot. It's one other thing. I forgot what it was. But it's like more, more like hobby stores and stuff. Um, they're doing like curbside pickup. So like the stores will be open. You place your orders over the phone or online or like you go to the store and like give them your credit card and tell them what you want and then they'll bring out the stuff for you so it's like mm-hmm. not an, not like you're not dealing with a lot of contact and stuff um but they're opening those up again which is cool right because like i know like i'm bored as hell like sitting at home and like i've just been playing fucking monopoly and risk via zoom every single night or playing nba 2k thanks for uh, inviting v and i i posted it on twitter mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's not like you would join the 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 zoom monopoly or maybe risk because 
you would want to dominate the world. And Ali likes it. to cosplay capitalism, so we would play Monopoly with you. I'd mm. play Monopoly. I'm a big believer that you should play Monopoly with someone before you commit like, oh, yeah. seriously. It's one of my rules. That's true. It's a judge, judge of character. It is. You could see yeah. how if, how gracious they are if you're in gonna winning or, or in losing. Yeah. <laughs> if they throw a fit because they're losing, it gives you a little <laughs> bit of a warning who this person is. If, on the other hand, they crush you into poverty, mm. <laughs> that also gives you a little bit of like, oh, shit, this person's ruthless as fuck. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you two want to play Monopoly... I can. I'm busy bring... that night. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right then, Ali. If you want to play Risk and try to take over the Wait, world, it depends with... on who's there. I'll get like I'll get like Zide and I don't know. I'll well, think I about could... it. I'll think about it. I'll think. I about can. It. I can set up an, a TSN fucking Risk. You know what like... this all stri- what this strikes me as though is like the thing that I've really learned from this uh, pandemic is that people really didn't learn how to handle being by themselves. Oh yeah. Seriously. Right. Like I mean like. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, sure. Okay, it's, it sucks not to go outside too often or whatnot. But it's like, did none of you ever learn how to read a book? No. You know, like just sit there and read a book for a little bit. Like, don't stream, don't scroll, just pit, slow down, pick up a but book. That's what I'm saying, right? Like, it. I would, I would love to go and like read a book right now, but Amazon is not doing Prime delivery for anything that's not essential. They're still delivering books. books. No, I don't have books at home. I, like, I yeah, but they're still seat. delivering books. It takes a little bit longer, but they're still delivering them. I do ordered you know books. Who you're, do you know uh, who you're talking to, Ellie? I'm the most impatient person there. I ordered books. It literally took four days. That's too long for me. I need, it, I need it the next day. I get annoyed. I lose four days. Thing. You can't wait four days for a book. No, I have fucking severe ADD, man. I'll find it. Like, I'll be interested in the book, and if I don't read it then, then I'm not interested anymore. Have you ever waited in line for like a movie, like a midnight release of a movie? No, I buy my tickets in advance, and then I go to the damn movie at that. So you time. never, you never did like the nerdy midnight release with your friends. I did. The last time I did that was for fucking Dark Knight or Dark Knight Rises. Those are the last two that I I waited in line for. What about for like a phone or some shit? No, I'm fucking sitting inside there while people are in line trying to buy the phone from me. Excuse me. Yeah. I don't know when's the last time I waited in line for anything. I have no patience for this shit, especially now that I'm older. When I was younger, yeah, I, I waited in line for shoes when I was 15 from like 2 a.m. until 8 a.m. before. But since, since then, no, my time is, it's not valuable, but there's many other things I could be doing, like watching porn or playing video games. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes, because yeah. nothing, nothing says, you know, Really time. being productive, like yeah. porn and video games. You know, actually, you I know find that uh, <laughs> I, you know, I mean, there aren't, aren't like video games now, though. Like a lot of the times, those games, it's like it requires that you uh, you kind of sit down. And you have to like really put your time into doing nothing. A lot of games now, right? I mean, I used to only play sports games, though. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Cause, like there's a lot of games now where it's like you know you're you know like in WoW where you had to like grind out levels or grind out reagents or like you know well, materials to, for stuff like okay right so like there's different badges and shit that I need to get to make my player better and like you know like I gotta play games for him to like move up and level and shit so it's like I'm but I'm playing the game you know so I'm like I'm distracted by the game it's not like I'm just sitting there waiting for it to like download you know. 
You know, there is actually. Oh, sorry. Here's the me. problem, though, right? Like, that's the thing. Did you hear the key word of what you just said there? I'm doing something. No, no. What was the key word? Think. Waiting. Nope. Distract. Mm-hmm. You mm. see that? That's the problem. Is that it seems like people have become addicted to distraction. Do you know no, what I mean absolutely. by that? Yeah, 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 yeah. That rather than having actual hobbies, like you don't play 2K because it's a hobby. Is it 2K? What was it called? Yeah, 6K. Yeah, it's a hobby. 2K. You, it distracts. This is a this is the reality of it. It's like we have our amenities, the things that we have now, the luxuries that we have, the things that we enjoy in our lives or whatnot. They're distractions. They're I, meant to keep us distracted from. Whatever else is going on in our lives, the stress, the, the anxiety, whatever. Isn't that what a hobby is for? Anyway? No, a hobby isn't meant to be distraction. Something you enjoy doing. No, a, ho- dist- a hobby is meant to be enrichment. It's meant to be enjoyed. It's meant to be in of its own something that you do. Now, sure, sometimes you can use it to de-stress. You can use it to, you know, deal with decompressing and whatnot. And, and that's great. But I feel like the orientation has changed to a certain extent. Um... Like, I don't read to get distracted. I read because I enjoy reading. Well, I don't. Yeah, sometimes I read because it's like you know, there's I'm trying to distract myself, but that's not the end goal. And that's the thing is like, if we've if all of our entertainment is designed for distraction, then it's temporary. That's why it's not working. That's why because distraction can last what a month. All right, what happens in month two? How many times have you watched ER now? That's it, just the first time. No, no, no. How many times did you watch ER on repeat? I didn't. Or Community? Oh, Community. That's a different story. <laughs> How many? To be honest. I'm on, I'm on my third rewatch. Three, third rewatch. You see what I'm saying there, right? Like, why are you watching it for the third time? You're not learning anything new. Um, what's, the thir- what's the purpose? Because it distracts, right? It's like, okay, I'm going to laugh for that 40 minutes or whatnot it is, yeah, right? It's a good damn show. Yeah. Oh, no, it isn't. It's, it's, like a, the, it's one of the greatest shows no, ever on the television. The first season is great. After that, it's shite. Let's you're be real. You're just, you're just you're, you're, it's ridiculous. The cult of, of community, come at me. Come at me. I got you. I like, the, I like the first three seasons of community. I don't like any of the seasons after season one. You're just really? a hater, bro. Yeah, I think all the seasons after, after season one. I mean, don't get me wrong. Season two is okay. Season three is okay. But they get progressively worse from season one on. The characters, you can see it because the, the characters of Pierce and Britta become caricatures of themselves. Yeah, well, Britta, I mean, they killed Britta really yeah, bad. Yeah, so Britta yeah, in season yeah. one is actually tolerable, right? Yeah, no, for the first two episodes. No, the full season, she's relatively tolerable. After that, she becomes a caricature. And uh, same thing with um, uh, Annie's character, right? Annie starts, uh, you know, try not to sexualize her. By the end, she's quite sexualized. I mean, right, well, she's, yeah, she becomes they become bizarre characterizations of themselves. Yeah, and that's an example of of writing that's gone bad. He's got a good formula that works in order to keep you interested, but the writing itself no longer as good. I acting is Dean. really funny. The acting is interesting. Abed is phenomenal, right? But it's like they lean heavier on race humor too in later seasons. Much heavier, right? Chang is another character that gets. Turns into a caricature. Season one, you're laughing with him because he's absurd and kind of crazy. By season like three and four and five, you're just like, what happened to Chang? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people, I didn't realize this. I didn't 
No, but like a lot of people in the Asian American community find uh, Ken Jong problematic. Yeah, super problematic. Yeah, like I didn't realize that because I never really thought of him that way. Like I yeah. didn't really know much of his stuff, but yeah. Yeah, he leans heavily on the sort of racialized humor. Uh, you know, he's, yeah. he's kind of to a certain extent, you know, the Aziz Ansari. <laughs> yeah, Lord knows right now, we, you know, we need better Asian representation. Yes, we, you know, our... our our we're getting we're getting hit real bad right now. Yeah. I don't know why, but you know, like <laughs> the Chinese uh, virus, right? Apparently, yeah. Now those uh, Asian death hornets are coming for, yeah, you know, are are coming for us. Whoever Which I the, think uh, people, yeah, people should protest those too and see what happens. Yeah, China, China's a PR brand. <laughs> Two twenty twenty PR is not working out for them. <laughs> Oof, that's a rough yeah, one. Let's man. be real. But yeah, yeah, so like we watch we watch series over and over again because uh, we we crave distraction. But the problem is like. I'm a big believer in boredom. Boredom is really healthy for you. And like we do this with, with like raising kids as well. Have you ever noticed like parents are constantly trying to distract their kids now here, here, take the phone, go play this game here, here, go watch this video. I just remember like, and I can understand it. And to be wrong, I'm not doc, you know, in any way, shape or form dismissing or insulting the parents who are having to do this. It's tough raising kids. Mm -hmm. It's even tougher raising kids when school's out. Oh, yeah. So mad respect all the parents out there. But there's something to be said that kids aren't allowed to be bored anymore. Yeah. Boredom is good for you. You know? Let people fucking be bored. That's true. Which we find a lot of inspiration from. Yeah. You know, like, uh, it's, uh, there's actually a, a great George Carlin stand-up where it's all like, yeah. you know, where he's talking about school. Where it's all, you know, every, every day kids should have two hours of daydreaming time. Yeah. Where they just sit and daydream, right? Yeah. And like doodling yeah what happened oh, to a, doodling yeah. man i'm a doodling doodler. is so good for you. i hate the fact that i get papers now and they don't have any doodles on them yeah that's the only way i could take notes in college actually i had to yeah, i had to draw dude. i would draw the hulk and it would be uh it would be uh like speech bubbles i love that's that. how i that's how i uh paid attention in class the brain is meant to be bored yeah leisure right like you just don't do anything you just be you could just sit there for like 30 minutes just in your own thoughts. Yeah. We're so afraid of our own thoughts. Everything has become pathologized. Thinking has become overthinking. Thinking has become overanalyzing. Everything has turned into anxiety and stress. And I'm not saying anxiety and stress aren't real. They've always existed. It's, you know, let's, let's accept that. But I think there's, like, there's a weird pathologizing that's happened that now we're not even allowed to be fucking bored. We yeah. constantly have got to get distracted. It is true. I could see that because even now, like in my in my thirties, you know, like it wasn't. I think we had talked about this before. Like when, like before, I'd gotten a smartphone versus like when I got a smartphone. Yeah. Like how different interactions would be. Yeah. Like when we would hang out and everything, right? And be like because it's like now I actually have because I have something to like kind of tinker with at all times. Yeah, I like remarked the, that on that with you. Yeah, it's like because now it's like I have something to tinker with. It's easy. It's just easy for me to kind of shut shut out a little bit more, right? I mean, mm-hmm. not necessarily like I don't do it intentionally, but because there is something there that will like cut, I guess, the silence or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just so easy for me to kind of go into it yeah. as opposed to like when I had a regular fucking piece of shit phone and I had nothing better to do, you know, than to actually mm-hmm. like converse and be a decent human being. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a much different interaction, I think, before before I got the smartphone. Yeah, I've noticed. I'm more patient now because I have the cell phone. So, like, if I'm waiting on somebody, I'll just go on fucking TikTok endlessly until they, like, come out of their house when I'm waiting by their house. It's a 
it's it's made life a little bit easier because of the distraction. God, I I hate when you're right, Howie. Of course I'm right. And look, I'm not saying you should never be distracted, right? Mm. No one's gonna go and live out in the woods. I well, I might, but <laughs> no one's gonna no, go. You wouldn't, bro. It's okay. I'd love to live in a cabin in the woods, as um, long as it had running electricity, a toilet, and your. Well, amenities. of course, I didn't say I was gonna shit in the fucking hole. <laughs> Living in the woods, I didn't say camping. Yeah, you're a so fucking the, glamper, bro. I'd I'd love a nice, you know, hidden hidden fortress in the. <laughs> <laughs> in the forest <laughs> the point being is like it's okay to be distraction but i think the problem is that we over rely on distraction mm. so that when those things are no longer there we don't know what to do with ourselves and i think this is what the pandemic is really bringing out what happens if tomorrow social media breaks down like let's say we have a power outage what are yeah. you going to do what, what are you going to do if you have a powder outage for three days what are you going to do serious question yeah. is I'd, I'd fucking die I'd... you know what i mean bro i went out of power like so there, one of our generators broke the first day of like where the the first day everyone started going to the beach and I got all hot and shit. Yeah. The power went out for three hours, and I didn't know what the hell to do with myself. That's what I'm saying. Is like that's a problem, right? The pandemic has revealed that like the things we rely on, they're way more fragile, than, <laughs> way more fragile mm-hmm. than we're willing to admit. Our paychecks were far more fragile. Our jobs were far more fragile, right? Like everyone's a paycheck away from being homeless. Right, mm-hmm. or like so many people are paycheck away from being homeless is a common thing in America, right? People are living paycheck to paycheck, or are too close to home insecurity, right? And it's revealed that that that's fragile. So too is like our system of keeping ourselves entertained is just as fragile. The internet goes out for a couple of days, and you don't have anything to do. Yeah, it's true. Right, and right. I'm not saying yeah. that everyone needs to be a bookworm. Yeah, but I mean, there's got to be something that you can do that's like, I, I noticed this too, where it's like, you know, there's, everyone should have a hobby where it's, uh, it disconnects them from the world, right? Where yeah. they don't need to be connected to anything. Yeah. Like whether it's like riding a bike yes. or drawing or reading or whatever else it is, right? Like there's, there should be something that's like, if every, if, if the power were to go out tomorrow that you could just do without having any issue, you could just pick up and go, Yeah. right? And, and that's, um, it's really crazy because, you know, I think we talked about it a couple times already. But there's that Twilight Zone episode, Monsters Are Due on Maple Street. Yeah. Another, it's a perfect example. The guy, the aliens fuck with people's lights and they start killing each other. Yep. You know? And it's like, we haven't even had anything, nothing technically bad in terms of like, that has happened. You know, I mean, yeah, people are dying, but no one gives a shit about that, obviously, in yeah. this country. So well, like, people are, uh, they don't, they can't go to their hair salons and they're ready to fucking storm the Capitol. Yeah. <laughs> everyone has, everyone has every streaming service <laughs> under the sun. Every, they're like, still ready to storm the Capitol. I know internet, everything. They're not even. They can. They can leave yeah. their house anytime they want. It's like not, it's right. not like anyone's telling them to stay. To, to like to, they're forcing them to stay at home. Yeah, I right? think there's really. types of distraction that are healthy and types that are not. Empty distraction, uh, which is like the the replica of the couch potato, yeah. the model of the couch potato that now has been replicated in all of our forms of entertainment, is a problem. You can still distract yourself with like doing artwork. You can still distract yourself with reading, right? You can, oh, yeah. no, hours have passed. But there's a slight difference between all, all of them. One is that it, it grounds you, meaning that you can walk away. If you read a, several chapters of a book, it grounds you. You feel like, okay, I've decompressed. Yeah. You, you, if you draw, if you spend a few hours drawing, you've disconnected, but somehow you've and, and managed to kind of lose time, but also slow things down. Right, yeah, like you're like yeah. you're you're you're. There's an ability to be present. 
If you're streaming, you will lose days without even realizing it. This is very true. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, it's a type of, it's one of the reasons why time operates differently. And we call this in, in history studies, time compression, right? It's that as technology has developed to help us save time, we don't know where that time has gone. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, we have all this time-saving technology, but none of it actually produces an excess of time. You just feel like you're rushing. Why is it that every day moves so fast? And before you realize that months have passed, days have passed, and that one project that you've been meaning to do, you never get to. And then you're 40 years old, and now you've got kids, and, you know, then you got a mortgage, and then you're 50, and then you're 80. By the time you're 70 years old, the things you've always wanted to do, you never got around to doing. You never picked up the pencil to write. Uh, you never started that great American novel. You never got a chance to get fit. You never got a chance. Like you, all the things you've desired, you now didn't get a chance to travel. They pass you by because the, the things we use to distract ourselves, they rob us of our time. They don't give it back to us. And this has been another installment of Ali Ruins Your Life. Thank you for listening to us. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong, though, Diz. Tell me I'm wrong. You're not wrong. Close your, think, think about <laughs> your, your own life. And we're going to do a, a psychological Mm-mm. therapy session no, here. No, 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 no. I am your unofficial therapist. Shut the fuck up. Shut the no. fuck up. I'm your therapist. You're going to get be- better whether you like it or not. No shit. <laughs> here we go. All right. I want sense. you to think. In the past three years of something you really wanted to accomplish or do, that you were like, oh, this is, I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that. Maybe it's you wanted to save, or maybe you was like you wanted to really get in this one thing or this other thing. Now, three years have passed in a blink of an eye. Yes. That have, thing is still on your to-do list, isn't it? I have yet to go to the gym in three years, my friend. <laughs> but it is on your to-do list, right? Yes, sir. If someday you're going to do it, yeah. But why haven't you? Don't and don't say the pandemic. Why haven't you? Um, You're tired, right? You work hard. No, l- l- you're a lazy piece of shit, but you also work really hard. Let's be real, right? You do. Yeah. yeah. When you work things. hard, you want to come home. What do you want to do? What's the first thing you want to do? Um, sit on my couch. You want to sit on your couch. And what do you want to do when you sit on your couch? Oh, it depends on the day. If it's a Wednesday, I'm watching the challenge. If it's you're Thursday, watching the challenge. I'm watching the Jersey Shore. You're it's watching a Monday, the Jersey I'm watching Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw. <laughs> yeah. You see what I'm saying? Right? Mm. These things are time vampires. <laughs> They've <laughs> stolen three years of your life and you didn't even know it. I've never heard the term. <laughs> time vampire? Time vampire. Yeah. I made it up on the spot. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Writing my dissertation on it. Time Same vampire. Right? Now, now, V, you, you, you have a, you're in a kind of unique position. Compare the days... In which you stream on Hulu or Netflix or you, when I say stream, I mean steal Diz's stream, um, <laughs> Netflix or Hulu or whatnot. Then compare it to the days where you practice your art, where you sit, just sit down and you're just going to draw that day. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's true, but I actually blame you uh, for being a time vampire. I'm the time because, vampire? Yeah, because you fucking told me about Britannia. So I sat down and I, <laughs> I watched did. the first season. And that's oh, did like, you finish it? Yeah, and I finished it in two days. What you, would you think? It was like 10 episodes, and they're like 45 minutes each. And I'm so fucking in love with that show right now. It's good, right? Yeah, like, I never thought that I'd be like, you know, because most of the people that I know that talk about any type of Celtic mythology or druids, I usually yeah. just kind of go, fuck off, get out of my face. You know, like, you know, you, you never left South Orange County. What the hell do you know, right? And then I went and watched this shit, and now I'm obsessed with it. 
And now I'm going. I want to go around ripping out people's hearts and you know throwing it into fires and killing Roman soldiers and shit. Yeah, well, I think uh, I think what makes it so good is it comes out of this moment in which like Game of Thrones really kind of opened the door for these kind of epic fantasies, right? Because yeah. let's be real. Remember when uh, when we were talking about epic fantasy back in the day, that was a really niche nerdy. Thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Wait, oh, right. I mean the sword and board movies and everything. It's like we yeah. loved them, right? Yeah. But like it wasn't like we could go sword to high school and sandals, sword and sorcery. Yeah, yeah. Out of the... Lord of the Rings opened the door. Yeah, in, in, the, in the movie world. Yeah, yeah. You could now make big epic fantasy movies. Uh huh. But then again, there were so many things that came after Lord of the Rings that didn't do so well. Right? Yeah, yeah, of course. But then Game of Thrones came on and said, "You can now put cinematic quality shit on TV." Yeah. Right, yeah. not because the problem is the TV always has a smaller budget. No, it's a little cheesier. Shit, well, never mind. I guess Game of Thrones did have a bigger budget than all the other HBO. Game stuff. of Thrones had a huge budget. Not only did it have a huge budget, but it made it like okay, you can now make a TV series that is as good as a movie. Look yeah. at the quality of of Game of Thrones. Just look at the quality of Game of Thrones, and compare it to Doctor Who. Yeah, it's true. Right? It's very true, yeah. You got a TV series, like, the comparison is remarkable. And Game of Thrones made it cool to watch uh, fantasy more regularly. And more importantly, it convinced fucking networks to say, hey, you can put your money behind this. Yeah, yeah. You know, the next series, find it. And we have seen that. Uh, Netflix has really kind of, in many ways, jumped onto this and, and, and captured their desire for, like, gothic horror, for fantasy. We saw, we saw um, Castlevania yeah. made into a Netflix series, right? Really good. Uh, Dracula, their own version of Dracula. We've seen HBO do their thing. We've seen, uh, what is that show? Oh, Rain, oh, right? Yeah, With, yeah, which yeah. is based on fantasy. The Vikings show. There's a, The Last Kingdom, yeah. right? All of these are the, kind of the, the, the bastard offspring of Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings. And Britannia is the Amazon version of it. Now, one can argue that before Game of Thrones, there was Rome. Yeah, yeah, Rome. I remember Rome, yeah. But Rome, I think, kind of cracked the door open, and then Game of Thrones kicked it open completely. That's the one that um, the former love of my life used to write on, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, Brie? Yes. Brie worked on Spartacus, about? you okay. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> So much for the oh love my of my god! Life. It's like he said, dick. "Love of my life." Actually, man, hold on. Who? Yeah, yeah Brie worked on Spartacus. Uh, she, we had friends Rome. that worked on Rome, uh, but Spartacus was the one that that she worked on. Uh, I, I actually watched Spartacus, so see, I supported the former. <laughs> okay, they, I'm gonna let her know. I'm like, <laughs> he actually watched Spartacus. Deep, deep frustrations there. We won't even go into how frustrating it was to consult and help with, with stuff like that. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, it was but bad. Those historical. I mean, honestly, like I think people. You know, like historical fiction has become such a really cool part of our, it has, um, yeah. You know, uh, of of uh, of our media uh, diet now, right? Which is, yeah. you know, I guess it's a distraction. You know, so you probably hate it or whatever, but like, I don't hate it. <laughs> I just wanted to be critical. That's yeah. All. But I, that's the, you know, the beauty of it is, is actually so. I think it was either today or yesterday, but they had just put out the teaser trailer. Uh, you want to talk about, you know, kind of this these distractions that have something productive behind them or a message behind them you know um well some one of our favorite producers jordan peele yeah right mm -hmm. along with uh you know with an okay producer jj abrams uh mm -hmm. they're creating the show called lovecraft or they created a show called lovecraft country for hbo yeah. 
right? And it's based on this uh, 2016 book by Matt Ruff and written by uh, this girl. Or she's the, She is the showrunner. Uh, her name is Misha Green, and she did uh, Underground, which is a show about the Underground Railroad. Mm. right and so and what's great is it's like this is a combination this is like classic jordan peele combination mm-hmm. of like kind of like subversive horror mm-hmm. you know mixed with you know mixed with kind of like african-american history yeah and then jj abrams loves kind of creature feature type stuff right yeah, so like yeah. his ability to kind of mix in his style that i would have preferred a uh you know uh, uh, uh del toro yeah right but you know i guess i'll take jj abrams because he's got he's got a good resume but like this is a really interesting idea because um, what it did is it's combining like the horrors of H.P. Lovecraft, like mm-hmm. the monsters, with like 1950s Jim Crow law racism, mm. right? Which is always good because because uh, Lovecraft does have some components of it that are pretty fucking racist. Well, Lovecraft is absolutely racist. I don't know if you know this or not, but like his, he named his black cat yep. uh, N word man. Yep. What? Yep. Yeah. Like yeah. Lovecraft a- is a racist piece of sh- even his stories though. Like you could there's like the race comes out in it. Yeah, like if you read his stuff, it's like he really characterizes black men as bestial and like yeah. dark. Like he really is a he is a one hundred percent. Which I think is funny is like his because this show he'd probably be spinning in his grave and because because it's being produced by a by a black guy yeah. and it's starring black people, right? So which I'm okay with that. It's it's subverting his racist tendencies. Yeah, but it fa- essentially follows a main character. His name is Atticus Black. I'm assuming you know that's an Atticus Finch reference. Yeah. I'm thinking, but basically he needs to go into New England because his dad is missing and his uncle and his girl Letitia are going in there with him. And Lovecraft country is New England. And this is during the time Mm -hmm. of Jim Crow. So things like segregation exist Mm. on top of the fact that so they got to deal with the law. So the system itself is already against him on Mm. top of the fact that there are these Lovecraftian monsters that are like in the forest chasing after them as well. Mm. You know, so this is going to be an interesting one because it's it sends up a lot of those racist tendencies and it also kind of brings in interesting cultural value, I think, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's, this uh, is, well, I mean, this is also great because Lovecraft hasn't. So one of the things that we've seen is like Lovecraft has mostly been treated by like the sci-fi channel and stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, it's never quite lived up to what it could be. And this is now we're living in that, this moment in which not only is there, has there been a cultural shift in which, uh, the sort of fantastical elements of horror and the fantastical elements of uh, these kind of epics are far more acceptable than they've ever been before. If you brought out a Lovecraft movie in the 90s, you're going to get the Lovecraft fans. Question. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, Lovecraft, he created Cthulhu? Yes. They he's call the, Cthulhu, yeah. Yeah, okay. he's the kind of forefounder of like eerie sci-fi horror, that genre. Okay. Uh, he kind of gave birth to it. Yeah. But also that like love the Cthulhu is another example of like his racial components. Like the uh all Middle Eastern people in his are like these kind of wacky, crazy orientalized sorcerers, Abdul al Hazred, right? Like, yeah, the Necronomicon guy. Yeah, this is, yeah. All, is all very which is based off of a true book, right? It's based off of the Khait al Hakim, a very famous medieval arabic book of magic um but it's 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 you know caricatured and made into a sort of racialized component but now in the 2000s 2010s i should say a show like this will hit well 
right? Like it's now the cultural milieu is good enough for it to be like, people are like, all right, I'm willing to watch a fantasy movie. By the way, we're in the, t- the 2020s, not the 2020s. 2020s. Oh, yeah. It's true. Right, right? Yeah. But so if you're now in the moment, we go, okay, yeah, I'm willing to watch a fantasy series. I watched Game of Thrones. Why won't I watch, you know, Lovecraft or whatnot? But two, the technology has also gotten to that point where it'll be good. Right. Yeah. This is the other thing is like there's a limitation of technology that people were working with when it came to sci-fi and fantasy and whatnot. And now we've entered into an era where the technology now can support um, the, what, what's, you know, what you want to create, which is one of the reasons why we're seeing this kind of research. I think Britannia is a great example of like these streaming services trying to kind of tap into this new avenue of storytelling, fantasy, historical fiction, sci-fi now having the money and now more importantly drawing in the big names yeah yeah right? absolutely like, it's no longer like a b-list celebrities and d-list celebrities now it's like on sci-fi channel it's like no we're gonna get big blockbuster names right uh we saw this in the case of of castlevania if you go and listen to like the who the voice actors of castlevania your mind's like what the fuck yeah you've got yeah. some like phenomenal people on there uh, or seeing, for example, that the uh, development of the Lord of the Rings, the new Lord of the Rings that's coming out, uh, that's going to be with Amazon, right? That's a that's one of those things we go, holy shit! That this is only possible because we've moved so far. I mean, if you had told someone that they're going to remake Lord of the Rings uh, back in the '90s after the the Raskin version of it, just like, come on, we're wasting your money. Yeah, you're wasting yeah, your time. Yeah. Right, yeah. but now we've gotten to that point. Where we're like, oh shit, yeah, we're hungry for the next Game of Thrones. We're hungry for the this next series, you know. And so you've got Umbrella Academy, you've got Last Kingdom, you've got all these things that are coming out, uh, and now Lovecraft Country that's really kind of playing and tapping into this hunger for epic fantasy. You know, will it last? the next for the next 10 years i don't know but i for one as much as i dislike distraction i for one i'm kind of happy that we're now entering into a moment where we do have an option for more fantasy because i mean let's be real there was a time where we were we were going to blockbuster and renting shit like dragon slayer yeah yeah or you know you were stuck <laughs> watching uh fucking merlin on merlin right yeah. you know, I, remember, I remember the merlin when, was good i liked merlin yeah i remember when we were kids ali there was like a series of movies that you would always rent like mm. it was called the warlock series or some shit oh i loved the warlock series <laughs> yeah. oh my god this talk about memory lane <laughs> i remember i was like eight years old i was oh watching the human god. sacrifice of those yeah movies. it was fucking freaking it was so good there was this the one where like the, the kid was a druid and they were like phenomenal this was like the it was a mixture of the the worst of both worlds like you had fantasy <laughs> yeah. but also like the cheesy horror of the 80s right oh yeah yeah oh my god there was one where like i think it was like warlock 4 that i watched a lot or something like that where uh like the the kid was a chosen one of the druids <laughs> oh my god there was this like this scene where they're like telekinetically moving objects and it was so bad dude i just <laughs> i remember there was a human sacrifice and boobs that's what like, there was there was human sacrifice there was a little bit of very mild nudity but there was definitely nudity there some boobs <laughs> uh but there was human sacrifice involved yes i think i'm gonna have to look it up i think it was warlock four i think you watched you rented warlock three when you came to visit in virginia warlock three i think it's yeah. warlock yeah. You're, no, no, no. Warlock is Warlock four. Maybe, Warlock no. three was not my favorite, or maybe it was Warlock two. No, Warlock. I don't know, man. The one with the human sacrifice. I think that was Warlock. Warlock 3. the Armageddon is the one we're talking about. Nineteen ninety three supernatural horror, and it stars Julian Sands. Julian Sands is the 
the posh guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he had like long blonde hair. Long blonde hair, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He pl- he plays Jor-El in Smallville. Oh, oh, uh, wow, wow. Yeah. I've never watched Smallville. Warlock Armageddon, man, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> that really brought back. I might actually, I might actually watch that tonight now. <laughs> it was just one of those. That's that's what we had to deal with, right? Yeah. So if yeah. you wanted to watch, or like, it, there was that cartoon uh, series that was like way before our time, but like the reruns were playing, Dungeons and Dragons. You remember that with the little, yeah. uh, the dungeon master? He looked like a little. Yeah, gnome-like yeah. character. Man, like the voices on there were so cheesy. It's ridiculously cheesy. Dude, yeah, it was bad. It's um, it this this uh quarantine has been like really weird. Like I've become a lot more nerdy during this yeah. quarantine. Like I've literally watched a live stream of people playing Dungeons and Dragons on a YouTube channel. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I was watching a live game. <laughs> like, yeah, you were definitely the- looking for a destruction. <laughs> well, it was like two. There it was in England. So it was like a YouTube channel from England, like a, one of the, the wrestling channels that I watch. Yeah. Like they have like a, a, a separate like second YouTube channel called Parts Fun Known. And like they were playing Dungeons and Dragons. And I'm like, oh, I might as well just watch this until I fall asleep. And I passed out like watching these people <laughs> playing Dungeons and Dragons. So my in my dreams, I was having like weird Dungeons and Dragons dreams. But that's an example of the resurgence we're talking about. I mean, remember Dungeons and Dragons was a very niche thing, V. Mm-hmm. Like it was a thing that we yeah, did. Yeah. But not everyone else. But in the 2000s, post-2010, I'll say, yeah. we have really see a resurgence of it. Like, millennials have adopted. Like, they have D&D sessions. So did Gen Z. Yeah. It's like yeah. a whole new wave of Dungeons & Dragons. When back in the day, like, you didn't yeah. even admit you played Dungeons & Dragons. No. It's like game night now is like D&D night, right? Yeah. Like, for a yeah. lot of people, where it's yeah. like, you have guys who are over 30. Mm-hmm. Who, are, you know, rather than coming over and playing 2K or playing, your, or, you know, or whatever... You know, they have their dice, they have their books, they have their pencils and paper and their, you know, whatever else and their mats with the with the uh, markers and yeah, and their miniatures and they're playing D&D now. Right. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that when we were younger, it was so stigmatized that we had a hard time admitting that we're doing it. Now we have the money to pay for it, number one, which is nice now that we're a little bit older, you know, um, and now that's like every and they made it easier. So everyone's really into it. And I think people who re- who weren't into it before, who started it now, kind of realize that like the escape that you get from playing something like D and D is different from the escape that you get from playing a video game. Yeah, because it almost requires you. You know, your mind is working as well, so you almost feel like you're being more productive mm-hmm. when you're doing that. I think because it's like you're actually required to, to problem solve and to do other things, and you know, there's a little bit of math involved. I guess that's also good. Yeah. But hey, you know, like it's a good good way to to leave the universe without actually leaving the universe. True. It was a uh, it was entertaining. Like I watched like an hour of it before I knocked out, but it was like two three in the morning when I fell asleep watching it. Um, I know people who are like sponsored to play D and D, like they're getting paid to play D. That's like, crazy. Yeah, dude. I don't know, man. Um, I think like nerd culture though. Like, I remember when I was a kid, right? So I remember yeah. when I was a kid, I would visit California like almost every summer or every other summer. Yeah, and Ali, you were the first one who put me on to Star Wars because you had the yeah. um, you had the re-release VHS that they did like in yeah, the nineties, the, the deluxe version. Yeah, so I remember watching that at your house, but the remastered. Yeah, but my friends and stuff back home didn't really watch it, and yeah. then I remember Episode One came out, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a select group of people that like, you know, they watched it, but it's because they watched it with their parents, right? It was like my white friends and their parents took them to go watch like Phantom Menace, and mm-hmm. I ended up watching it because like. I remember it was on like all the fucking 
the Pizza Hut commercials and stuff all had like Phantom Menace stuff and Weird Al had like um that one my my this young Anakin guy song yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So like uh, I love Weird Al. I was like, all right, I'll I'll go watch this because like it looks like it's popular and I, I wanna know what's going on. Um but now like dude Star Wars is taking a life of its own. Yesterday was May the fourth, right? And like on all my friends' Instagram stories, they were posting different Star Wars stuff, like people were tweeting about Star Wars. Um, I guess Disney Plus put out all nine Star Wars on Disney Plus yesterday. So yeah. like you could literally watch the prequels, the original, and then the the last three. You know, so like that was cool and like people were like, I'm just gonna sit at home and watch Star Wars Star Wars all day. Like mm-hmm. making mm-hmm. a fucking You know what today thing. is, don't you? Re- Return to Sith. It's or Revenge of, of the Fifth. Revenge of the Fifth, yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, but Disney also, like, because we're in fucking quarantine and shit, right? And they, mm. Don't they usually do the Star Wars celebration today? Or yesterday? Yeah, yeah. So since they couldn't do that, you know, like, they usually announce things there. Um, they announced two big things yesterday. Um, first being, they announced that Taika Watiti, who, yep. uh, who wrote and directed Thor Ragnarok, he's going to co-write and direct a new Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he's gonna co-write it with Christy Wilson Cairns, I believe is how you pronounce her last name. She co-wrote 1917 and also season three of Penny Dreadful. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm a big fan of Taika Waititi. Like Thor Ragnarok is arguably my favorite Thor. Like I know V, you have a thing for the first one because you know your boy who uh, was a spider and uh, wild. I'm, a, I'm, a, the, I'm the first up. one is both V and I's favorite. Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. <laughs> Kenneth Branagh. Well, because we talk more, about Kenneth Branagh. It was more shakes, but like I, I liked the tone and like the funness of Ragnarok. It was just a fun mm. watch. Like I could watch it over and over again, you know. Mm. Um, and I, I like Taika Waititi. Like he's just a f- funny person. He, he did IG Eleven in, uh, in The Mandalorian, who was like the assassin droid who ended up becoming a nanny. And mm-hmm. then he directed. He did the voice of him, and then he directed the last episode of, uh, the season or the season finale of. The Mandalorian, which was arguably my favorite episode of this season. Um, so I'm excited. I don't know what it's going to be. I know it's supposed to be away from the Skywalker saga, uh, mm. but we don't know what it is yet. And I also think it's cool that like he's co-writing it with you know, like a female as well, right? Like There's mm-hmm. a woman writer in there. Um, because let's be real. What was the best Star Wars? Like the best Star Wars movie? Empire. Mm-hmm. Right? Empire Strikes Back. I think it's I think a Empire con- was, yeah, yeah. personally. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's my personal favorite. V, it's your favorite. Ali, is it? Yeah, it's, of- my, it's, it's there. It's up at the top. That one was co-wrote by a, a woman named Lee Brackett. Mm-hmm. You know, so like when women have wrote for Star Wars before, it's turned out really well. Also, the Mandalorians episodes, the ones that were written by women, were were top notch. Yeah, so I'm excited to see it because it gives a, a, it. It's gonna probably put a new perspective on women. It's not gonna like tokenize them and shit like that. So I'm I'm excited to see that. They also announced that Leslie Headland, who was the uh, showrunner and writer for Russian Doll on Netflix, mm. she's gonna get her own new series on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna be like a female centric show that takes place in a different part of the Star Wars timeline. Yeah, I'm just excited for that diversity, right? Like, well, I think what's what's interesting is that the Star Wars, with the exception of Solo. The Star Wars that are outside of the Skywalker saga mm-hmm. are doing really well, mm-hmm. right? So Clone Wars, Rebels, Rogue One, like the ones that are kind of outside Mandalorian, they're doing really, really well. 
bringing on Taika Waititi is also smart because Taika Waititi can refresh the series. It's what he did with Marvel, right? Mm-hmm. Marvel was getting tired. People were like, they were getting burnt out. They were getting superhero fatigue. And then Thor 3 came in. Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. And Thor Ragnarok literally saved the series. It became, yeah. suddenly people were reinterested again. And more importantly, Thor Ragnarok was the one that finally started to fucking tie things together. Yeah. Up yeah. until that point, we were just like, we're not quite getting what's going on here. Tor- Ragnarok was one of the first that really was like, all right, now we know where this trajectory is headed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Now we get it because you see Thanos at the end, right? Yeah. It's like he's finally showed up. Right? We're starting to finally see things going in, the, in that direction. So I think Taika's a good idea here because I think he can help save the Star Wars series. I think people were left with a little bit of a bad taste with uh, The Last or The, the Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker were just so divisive. You had the... Uh, Star Wars bros were pissed at the last Jedi and the Raylos were pissed at the rise of Skywalker. And the they, Raylos were pissed. I thought they enjoyed it because they kissed and that. No, they hated it because they thought it was a, it, it wasn't enough. Oh, they wanted, they didn't want uh, Ben Solo to die. Oh. Right. So there was, there was a lot like the Raylos really, really, they loved the last Jedi. They hate the rise of Skywalker. They thought it wasn't, wasn't particular. I liked both. They were both fine to me. I thought you hated uh, the, the last Star Jedi. Wars movie. Huh? I thought you didn't like the, the Last Jedi. I didn't mind the Last Jedi. I don't think it's as great as people make it out to be. Yeah, they were both it's not nearly fine. as revolutionary yeah. as people make it out to be. That's just silly. It yeah. was good. All both all three Star Wars new Star Wars movies were fine. They're they're entertaining. Yeah. I'm not expecting re- revolutionary things from a fucking space opera. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> With space wizards, you know what I mean? Like it's uh, like I'm okay. So, but I think that Taika is going to be the right voice to get people reinterested in Star Wars. So that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, his humor is good for that universe, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, very much so, very much so. Yeah, yeah. we won't we won't see a fucking Jar Jar Binks or a Watto. Let's hope in, not. In <laughs> but, I mean, It'd be really funny, though, if like all of a sudden everyone in Star Wars was like, was like a Kiwi. Everyone's talking <laughs> about like a New Zealand accent. <laughs> Wasn't, um, what's his name? Not uh, Boba Fett's dad, Jango Fett. Wasn't he a Kiwi? Django, yeah, the guy who played Django Fett, I think, yeah. was a New Zealander. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know, like, he didn't, I mean, he had a little bit of an accent, but it wasn't very strong, Yeah, if I remember correctly. But, uh, go ahead, sorry, sorry, what? No, okay, I, so, I was, uh, I was on uh, Gizmodo today, mm-hmm. and uh, they actually ranked, like, the, uh, all the Darth names oh, from, wow. like, worst to best. Yeah. And it's like this is inclu- this is not just movies, including everything like in um, in the books and everything too. Mm. And like, I don't know if I agree with this or not. Like, uh, can you? I, so you're not gonna know most of them because most of them from the books and Diz can't read. So like, <laughs> yes, it's, it's um, you know. So like, I'm just gonna give you the worst at 142. The guy's name is Darth Kristoff. Darth <laughs> Kristoff. Like, yeah, sounds like a Polish bro, right? <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> yeah, but it's not. It's not. Like, it's like Christ, and then like there's a hyphen and there's an O V. Kristoff. I'm like, why did you spell it that way? Sometimes you could tell that they were they're just running out of ideas. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like you know, it's like okay, so like I think Vader got like 45, like Darth Vader got like 45 or something like that. No, he got 43. Yeah. Um. Uh, the Dark Father, huh? Yeah, Darth Maul got 12. What? Right. Yeah, Darth yeah. Maul is another one that you're just like, yeah, yeah. They just they just literally just picked a a, a scary word. 
<laughs> yeah, but they, if you notice this, I'm going to give you the top 10, right? Because All if right, you notice, yeah. it's like they do this a lot, right? Okay. So at number 10, number 10 is Darth Villas. Of course. Darth uh, right? Dar- Number nine, Darth Callus. Mm-hmm. Come on. Okay. With Callus with a K, of course. Number number seven, Dark, uh, Dar- Darth <laughs> Antagonist. Yeah, right. Yeah. Number eight, Darth Ryan, Darth Ruin. Ryan, R U Y N. I like to say Ryan because like no, a lot of, no, it's got to be Ruin. If a lot of the Ryan, Ryan then if a lot of the Ryan, Ryans I know are jerks. Horrible. That's why. That's yeah, horrible. No, <laughs> no, I think it's Darth Ruin, Darth but Ruin. they spelled it with a Y. Of course. Number seven is Darth Sidious. That's yeah. a good one. Darth yeah. Maleficence. Yeah. And number six, Darth Malady. <laughs> Darth what now? <laughs> you're Malady. like you're like guessing these before they're even. I really. Am. I know, this yeah. is bad. Uh, number five is Darth Drear. Number okay. four is Darth Enraj, or Enrage with the J. <laughs> it's, the, it's, it's the random Indian guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kumar. Yeah, it's I mean, Kumar from Harold and Kumar. What's oh the guy's name? Cal Sean Penn. Penn. No, not Sean Cal, Penn. Cal Penn. Cal Penn. Cal Penn. There Cal you go. Penn. Sean Penn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so here's key. the. You guys ready for the top? Darth Raj. Yeah, right, go on. Okay, number three is Darth Rend. Oh God! It's horrible. Number two, my favorite, Darth Pelagius the Wise. That's Darth Pelagius one. is a good one, but again, it's it's plague. plague. Yeah, yeah, it's a plague. But and number one, honestly, it pissed me off. I couldn't believe they ranked at number one. Like, it's so stupid. Yeah, it's um, the three-eyed alien Darth Millennial. God damn it! <sighs> yeah, what was this? Was this list written by some fucking boomers? It you know we're gonna make number one, Darth Millennial, because those millennials are ruining everything. I thought I thought like there's some there's some good ones out there. I thought Darth Treya from uh, uh, Knights of the Old Republic. That's a kind of cool Sith name. Yeah, you know, there's a I mean, there's a lot of good ones, and like I don't know why they chose those ones as the top ten. I mean, Pelagius is the only one that you're like, all right, that makes it. Yeah, Sidious, right? That's another really obvious. It's just like, oh god, Sidious yeah. is the emperor, right? He's the emperor, yeah. Darth Sidious is Palpatine. Yeah. Well, what was um, what's his face's name? Tyrannus. Okay, that's uh, yeah. Oh yeah, Darth Tyrannus is a good one too. Yeah. But I mean, literally, they're just picking tyrant, scary, spooky, evil-sounding names and adding and kind of misspelling them slightly, or (laughs) giving them a. I mean, we've talked about on this episode on this podcast before, right? Savage Opress. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They literally named him Savage Opress. Yeah. <laughs> with, with an accent. Yeah. It's like, it's like, like uh like Jesse Smollier. But this is not uh this is not un <laughs> uncommon in Star Wars. They so there's an episode in Clone Wars, uh that's I think it's called Supply Lines, in which uh they're the Jedi, one Jedi is fighting at the front of Ryloth. And they are facing a blockade, and they they need supplies very quickly. So they the showrunners needed to come up with a the a Jedi that they could just kind of have in this story, and uh, you know he would be a throwaway. He's ne- he'd never do anything else but be in this line. So they named this Jedi Jedi. I'm a gonna die. Wait, what? His name is Jedi. I am a dash G U N. I'm a gunna. I'm a gun. Mm -hmm. And then his last name is D I. I'm a gonna die. Oh, no. (laughs) It's literally the Jedi's name. Uh, but they like they pronounce it slightly differently. I think it's like like Imagoon or or some shit like that. 
Magundi. <laughs> sounds like an African god. So they like it's literally his only job is to be to sacrifice himself in this one episode called Supply Lines. He's helping him out in the the, the city or the planet of Rylob. Oh, so geez. this is not unusual for Star Wars to just kind of pick a name. Yeah, and, go, and just run with it. I think it's interesting because I feel like they probably took something from like they went, oh, you know, everything in Roman movies they add an U.S. to it. Yeah, you know, like you know, like Cassius or whatever. So just put a U.S. at the end of whatever word we can figure out, yeah. and we'll make it sound we'll make it sound like it's like royal or something. <laughs> you know, I can't. But I'm looking at all these names. A lot of these names I don't recognize on here. But like they're all like there's a guy named Darth Howell. I mean, come on now. Yeah, Darth, Darth bad. Howell. Yeah, Darth Howell. Like yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, come on now, Dark Havoc, Darth Havoc. Like, come on. You gotta get. You gotta get better than this, guys. <laughs> it's pretty good. Well, let's let's end it on the brilliant creativity of Star Wars here, uh, with Darth Howell and uh, Master Gundy. <laughs> Master I'm a gonna die. Yeah. Uh, I think it's Gundy is how they pronounce it, but it's like it's literally I'm gonna die. Um this was an interesting episode, a bit of a critique of, of uh distraction and streaming. And then we got distracted by, by diving into the new upcoming streaming stuff with uh uh Lovecraft County or country and all these kind of cool upcoming uh, you know iterations of Star Wars. Let us know what your thoughts are, and Diz is going to tell you how to get in hold of us. Yes, sir. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash currently nerdy, Twitter at currently nerdy, Instagram at currently nerdy, Tumblr, currently nerdy.tumblr.com, uh, YouTube, youtube.com slash currently nerdy. We're also on Stitcher, Google Play, and the iTunes podcast app. Make sure you're subscribed. You've given us a five star rating and a nice review. And if you've already done all those things, you're a wonderful, amazing person, and may God bless you for a thousand years and your families for even longer. But spread our spread the word, spread the gospel of currently nerdy. Share us to your friends and family. Tell them what they're missing out by not listening to us. Um, if you'd like to get a hold of us individually, you can. V, how can I get a hold of you? Find me on Twitter and Instagram at vtran two one four. That's v y t r a n two one four. My website the sandwichslayer dot com. Ali. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at A-A-O-L-O-M-I uh, or on our sister podcast, Head on History, or my website, aliolomi.com. Diz? You can find me everywhere at Dizbulla, D-I-Z-B-U-L-L-A-H, and also on our brother podcast, Currently Nerdy Sports. It's on SoundCloud, so check out Season 1 of Currently Nerdy Sports, soundcloud.com slash currentlynerdy. For everyone here at Currently Nerdy, thank you for tuning in. And remember, stay smart, sexy nerds. All hail the Currently Nerdy Empire.